Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Trouble, the horror movie podcast. And you know what? We're recording later today. That's great. It's good to have a beer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Normally, this is, this we... is what happens when the edibles hit, right? Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> my vape pen's out of reach, otherwise, I'd be having it here, too. Oh, I um, forgot mine downstairs. <sighs> maybe second I'm already recording. losing. Yeah, I'm already losing. It's like it's like when Mariah Carey forgot her tea on stage for like one of those Christmas shows, and she's like, "Oh, I forgot my tea. Someone didn't bring my tea. This is a disaster." Yeah. No, pod- podcast is ruined, guys. We'll so we'll yeah. see you next year. Yeah, we'll yeah. try it again. We'll try it again. We we were gonna <laughs> regale you with such great treasures of films to go out on, <laughs> but. <laughs> I think but, like you know. every year we try. I, I try to at least do like a Christmas double feature, and I think I've concluded that there's no good Christmas horror movies aside from maybe Gremlins. But even then, yeah, it's they're few and far between. And and really, once you've covered the the cream of the crop, then it's just it's it gets dicey. Yeah. And I mean, this year is a pretty good in- indication of how dicey it is. But, um. I mean, it's not all bad because um, we got Violent Night this year, so. And this is true. I loved every second of that fucking movie. Um, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We're talking two Christmas movies, and uh, both of them are wild and insane. And in yes. Ways. Um, <laughs> Santa Slay, I it like I don't know who wrote it, but it feels like a 14-year-old wrote this movie. Just, oh, for like... sure. Filled with all the wrong generational shit yeah. in it and, like, and like gross politics, gross gender yeah. role shit. Um, gri- just ridiculous gratuity. But, like, at the same time, like, not even going for far enough in certain degrees for to justify itself it was funny because i put this movie on and my girlfriend was getting ready for work and uh she sat down to put her shoes on and she just like she's watching this, you know, like oh it's a nice christmas movie you're watching i'm like oh, <laughs> and then it gets to a point where he just decapitates someone and she's like you know i'm just gonna go like I'm gonna... <laughs> but i knew what i was in for when i looked it up and found out this movie was on tubi i'm like enough said yeah I don't yeah exactly <laughs> And it's the only place you can find it. Yeah. Like... Now, to be fair, I will say this in Tubi's credit. They play ads like every like 30 minutes or something. And mm-hmm. this movie was like an hour and 17 minutes. So there was only like two ads. So yeah. <laughs> we, we had really bad spots to do it, though. Yeah. I, I feel like we had different Tubi experiences. I don't know if it's different when you Chromecast it. But I was getting like five ads every like twenty minutes or so, yeah. and I was—it was definitely not worth it for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, please, you should be advertising me to like watch this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, cool. Well, 
Actually, I just realized Letterboxd has a better synopsis than the one I found on Google, so I want to go with the one that's on Letterboxd. Yeah, uh, do it. So Santa Claus is actually a demon who lost a bet with an angel, so he became the giver of toys and happiness, but this year the bet is off, and Santa is about to return to his evil ways. And spoiler alert, the angel is Robert Culp. Yeah. <laughs> From I Spy with Bill Cosby. Yeah. I mean, this movie was chock full of people where you're like, what the fuck the movie, they find on you? The beginning of the movie sets you up for something completely different because you're like, holy shit, is that James Caan? Is that Chris Kattan? Is that Fran Drescher? Is that <laughs> yeah. Rebecca Gayhart? What movie am I watching? And then they all get killed. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, there goes the budget. And seriously, yeah, I mean, to a large degree, <laughs> there goes the ju- the budget. There's some hilarious stuff done with that looks expensive, but yeah, I, this movie, my God. I'm looking at Chris Kattan's letterbox, and it, uh, like when you look at an actor's profile on letterbox, it rates their movies by most popular. And this is like his ninth most popular movie. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of believe it. Uh, is please tell me that monkey bone rates higher though yes or, or corky romano because corky uh, romano is in my heart i love that movie i i hate to break it to you but santa's sleigh is above corky romano at least in fuck life. that shut it down everybody <laughs> shut it down shut it down turn out the lights it's slightly higher than sharknado 5 which i didn't even realize chris that's, was in. that's still no the the damage has been done but apparently Undercover Brother was better than Santa's Slave, so. See, I would have switched Undercover Brother and Corky Romano at this place. I, at a point, I'll put, I'll put, no, I can't do, I can't put Santa's Slave above Undercover Brother. I just watched Santa's Slave, and it's just, it's so fresh. I, I can't. I don't know why they don't have A Night at the Roxbury as his number one most popular movie. That just seems like. You would think. Right? Was he in an, was he, is he in an Austin Powers movie as one of the Fez guys? No. Although I didn't realize he's in Hotel Transylvania too, which is the number one most popular movie, apparently. Of course it is. <laughs> you get on the train with the Sandman, you're going to be fine. Oh, like that, it's number one is Hotel Transylvania 2. The second is The Ridiculous Six. And then The House on Haunted Hill reboot, which, okay. What? Yeah. And then Night at the Rockbury. The reboot, the return to House on Haunted Hill? No, it's just or... House on Haunted Hill. Came out they re. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Dark Castle one, the one with the, with uh, uh, Jeffrey Rush. That's a that's a cool movie. I kind of like that movie. I wouldn't mind this. covering it on. Yeah, I wouldn't mind covering that one. That and like because we've done thirteen ghosts already, haven't we? Yes, we have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Dark Castle movies are fun, and I mean, we've covered the Dregs because we did Ghost Ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I would. I would cover. I would say that and House of Wax are the high points for Dark Castle. I'm putting it on the list because I would love to circle back yeah. around and do some more Dark Castle. Movies. Hell yes. Yeah, I agree. I'm just going to put Paris Hilton so I remind myself that we have to watch uh, the first version of House of with Wax. Such an ap- have we all seen this movie? Am I going to say any spoilers for House of Wax that we haven't seen? I saw it a long time ago, but yeah. Taylor, have you seen it? I'm pretty sure I saw it a really long time ago, too. Paris Hilton gets a pole through the head. Yeah. <laughs> that's her death scene and then she slides down on her knees I'm just saying that's the death scene I, I didn't write it I'm just explaining it that's... 
I'm a little offended. It's just on the list of random movies I have to eventually cover. I put Bird Box, and I'm like, I don't know about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I would rather I would rather not have to go through that again. I agree. I I read the book and watched the movie, and I'm good on both of those. Honestly, See, the more I, I forget about Bird Box, the better. That movie was garbage. I'm sorry. Any, you know what? It's funny because uh, if people follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I always do like um, anniversary things for like kind of like what came out like 5 10 15 20 25 years ago like in that intervals and there are so many horror movies that i forget about or like 80s like 80s horror which is sometimes a blind spot or or even mid 70s stuff for like weird cult shit like um um and i should i don't know i i we, we should start compiling a list of some of those because there are some really really random ones I think that's where Death Shape came from, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And the 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 um, race with the devil, the the Peter Fonda one we did. I mean, we all realize that Death Ships is only good for the opening scene, and then that's it. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And it, oh yeah, Ghost Ship. Yeah, oh, sorry, that's what we'll all yeah. would be remembered for. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and then Death Ship was an incoherent mess. But back on <laughs> on topic. <laughs> Oh right! I love all the way from Chris <laughs> This to great thing, oh boy! Nine degrees of Chris Kattan. Um, yeah. And fucking um, Goldberg's braided, terrible fitted wig yes. that he <laughs> yeah. wore. Because we know that, like, the thing is funny is what, like, for me watching this movie through the prism of being a pro wrestling fan mm-hmm. and watching Gold because. Like at this time, because mm-hmm. this is early two thousands, right? This is like two thousand two, yeah, something like that. Um, this is like kind of that prime Goldberg time. Like he had this huge undefeated streak where he was at like close to two hundred and close to two hundred and oh, no one had beaten him. He was like the world champion. Mm-hmm. He was like the ultimate hotness. It was like him and Stone Cold were basically leading the the uh the wrestling worlds like them and the nwo and stuff like they're the biggest tv the t-shirt sellers all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so like this was like him like at a hugely popular point in his career yeah. um which is really funny because the end scene in the airport where he's in just like biker mode that's essentially what goldberg looked like yeah like, so- so wait, is does this mean that in the lore of Goldberg and wrestling, he is just the son of Satan? Yeah, he's the son of Satan that was Santa trapped in the in the role of giving presents to to people that he hated <laughs> for for millennia. Yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, pretty much. I feel I like he he should have taken that on as like wrestling kayfabe from that. He really point. should have. Oh my God, use kayfabe. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what they should have done. They mm-hmm. should have just built it into Goldberg's lore. But, um, but being a wrestling fan now, um, you hear all these stories about how shitty Goldberg was, how terrible of a, like how big that in, inflated that ego was, how how unwilling he was to work with other people, how shitty he was to even random fans and shit like that. Um, how he ended careers, including a prominent Canadian, Brett the Hitman Hart. Like, there's so many stories now as an adult that you're just like, oh, fuck. So it's it's like a weird prism as a wrestling fan watching this movie. Yeah. I mean, 
Also, speaking of Canadians, slightly tangentially, this movie takes place, I believe, that like in the states because I've seen American flags in some of the scenes, but also mm-hmm. it, was it filmed in Canada? Because there are very clear Canadian le- maple leaves in some of the shots too, and so it was very confusing yeah. for me to nail down exactly where this movie was happening because I would not have been surprised if it was filmed in Canada or and and Canadian. features a, a veteran Canadian actor with Saul Rubinek who plays the the stereotypical Jewish baker, um, <laughs> <laughs> and like. Oh my god! I'm getting into the 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 creepy antisemitism in this movie too. Yeah, um, it's oh, just yeah. fucking weird, man. Like, just everybody apparently hates the Jews in this movie, um, except for the main character. Apparently, it was filmed in Edmonton. So that ah. kind of makes sense. So yeah. Edmonton's hell is what yeah. we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, people who live in Edmonton, but sorry, it's Edmonton. But not sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, when was the first time we watched this movie? Um, I'm going to say for the podcast, because I, as, as I was getting into watching it, I realized I hadn't seen it before. Uh, beyond that first scene, I feel like I'd seen that first scene before. Right. Um, and it, yeah, maybe I just saw like a clip on, online or something like that. But yeah, I'd never seen it before. So for the podcast is for me. Same. Yep. Also, also me. Yeah. I, I would like to say that it probably didn't age well, but it probably didn't play well in two thousand two either. Uh, no, probably <laughs> not. Maybe, maybe if you were like a huge Goldberg fan, I can I see it like being like a wrestling movie, maybe. But that's I don't even see that caveat at all. Really? <laughs> like it's just fucking bad. It's like <laughs> really, really fucking bad, and like. Even some like some of the kills aren't even good enough. Like there are oh. some passable stuff maybe, and especially in that first scene, like fucking lighting friend dresser on fire. Like, okay, um, I don't know. There was a four and a half letter star review that I found that says, "Wow, you're on LB Letterbox." Gave this film two stars under the excuse that humor is subjective, but in my opinion. This is a movie that delivers on the promise and lives up to expectations of what you would expect from a B-level schlock film that turns Santa into a murderous uh, satanic angel who seeks only to inflict pain and slay anyone who crosses his path. Um, I won't read the full review, but he did say that it's better than Krampus, and that's when I just clocked out. I'm like, no, you're yeah, no, you're done. You're done. Yeah. Pull the trap door on that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Unnamed user. Um, yeah, it's best you be unnamed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I always like reading the letterbox reviews. Not like it influences my opinion or anything, but just to be like, mm-hmm. what does the wrong side of this opinion look like? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of like uh, on uh, how did this get made? How they do the um, the other opinion or the Amazon opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seeking another opinion yeah okay uh we did get a couple emails so good on you for having seen this movie or watching it wow motivated to email it. I, I would i'm honestly surprised i'm yeah. surprised to I be am. honest I, I am too uh jacob says the movie peaked during the first scene imo yeah 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 i'd say so yeah like i said it sets you up for a different movie 
Mm-hmm. I think you think it's going to be because I, I, another big mistake in this movie is not playing the complete thing goofily. Like it tries to be earnest in parts and you're like, wait, yeah. what? Also, I don't know how old those kids were, but they seemed a little too young to be in a relationship. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an old man. Yeah. Like, are you like 14 well, or something? Like what? I know. And I'm like, it's Claire from Lost. I didn't. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Emily DeRaven. She was also in Brick, the oh. Ryan Johnson noir movie. Okay. She's the girlfriend that goes missing. She's kind of like the catalyst for the whole thing. Oh, she was born in 81. Okay, she seemed a lot younger. She's, so she's my age, my age then. Yeah, and the uh, guy was born in 85. So very strange because they definitely seemed way too young to be a thing. But whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Uh, Larry says, what dirt did they dig up on James Conn to get him to appear in this? Good question. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, they probably just, like, I don't know. They probably just lied to him. They're probably like, you know what? This is going to be a high-budget movie. It's going to be great. And he got fooled. He got fooled. Absolutely. I think it had to be due to, like, producers or something. Or they because... just got Goldberg to go around and threaten people. Yeah, that, that that's perfect. Yeah, he just like started spearing motherfuckers in offices until he got James Con. I'm Secret. Santa, bitch. Yeah, Secret and they're like, James no, Con. no, you're not. Like nobody knows about this project. Why are you doing this? Secretly, <laughs> James Con is a big Bill Goldberg fan. Yeah, he's just like it's either this or I show up on Monday Night Nitro and demand a title shot. It was produced by Brett Ratner. That might have been... That explains a lot. Yeah. He's got a whole star fucker quality to him, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, best line. I went with, I'm Santa Claus, not fucking Dracula. I'm going to go mm-hmm. with ho, ho, hoes. <laughs> that was also a great one. I <laughs> liked, in the beginning, um, when the old woman, the old bitchy woman is in the oh, deli God. and he says merry christmas and she goes thank you and go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> she was Don't one of my favorite characters PC shit when she's, he says happy holidays she's like yeah. gets all mad she was hilarious so fucking funny suck my or is it just like suck it or something like that when he's like santa's trying to get around her on the road yeah <laughs> you can suck it it's like wow <laughs> I didn't realize that this movie hired mostly Jewish actors because they said that they did just so that they could not have to lose them for the time for Christmas, which I'm like, Jesus Christ. This movie gets better and better when you hear the behind the scenes stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Truly a product of the early 2000s. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, apparently this... The title of this movie was actually taken from the name of a movie that was shown in Ernest Save Santa. Which I actually just recently watched and I didn't remember seeing a movie called Santa Slay, but there we go. I'm just really into the, the behind the scenes of this movie. It seems more interesting than the movie itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very much. <sighs> uh... Best performance in this movie. 
I mean, fuck. It's just like it's it's just like wading through garbage and trying to find tinsel. Um, I would say Bill, Bill Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess Goldberg. Maybe Dave Thomas. I always loved Dave Thomas. I did Especially like... as a sleazy pastor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bill Goldberg's clearly having a lot of fun. So I kind of give him the end yeah. note. Although Chris Catan playing like a sleazy version of himself, well, sleazier than usual, uh, even for the brief amount of time, was also great. So, But, but like... And this was the weird thing. There's something like there is there is there is something just like queer about his performance as well. But at the same time, they're like indicating that he has something going on with Fran Drescher. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much crammed into a fucking two minute scene. It's just there's so like there's so much subtext that we're supposed to read in in a in a two minute scene. Yeah. <laughs> like oh okay. That scene I, was a lot. I, I mean, I, I really love that Rebe- before Rebecca Gayhart gets bludgeoned, she goes, but I was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of the only parts of this movie that legitimately I, I laughed because of the yeah. line. And not like a fake laugh of like, oh, I kind of see what they're doing here. You know, like a so bad it's good kind of thing. Yeah. Best kill. I, I would just put the whole uh, opening scene. Yeah, that yeah. first scene's pretty great because it doesn't it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, a lot of them happen off screen. Um, I mean, the entire police station is off screen. Yeah, it's just like it's almost like a stage wipe. It's like at one point everyone's alive and now everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really should have gone like full ham with the kills in this movie. I feel like yeah. that would have really upped the the schlock where it was supposed to be almost. Well, and that's what that that's why like I for a detriment and it's it's weird to draw parallels with the movie that's like 20 years old, but um it that's why it was I I guess this one got badly overshadowed by me seeing Violent Night the week before cuz that movie doesn't hold back. Yes. Mm. Like, it just fucking goes for it. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, comparing David Harbour and, and Bill Goldberg is, like, no contest. Yeah. So, but, yeah, maybe me seeing Violent Night just tarnish Santa's sleigh even more. But it was already a fucking dog shit, so I don't know how, do you, <laughs> how you look at it any better. Mm-hmm. This is a great movie to put on for like a super drunk Christmas with a bunch of rowdy boys. And and that's like the very specific niche scenario yeah. um, to put it on in. Because, yeah. yeah, even like there were some parts of this movie like going into it. I thought, oh, this might be kind of fun just watching fucking Goldberg fuck some people up as Santa Claus. But then like I want to maybe slightly over halfway through i started to kind of check out because like the the two kids as the leads i just did not give a shit about they were kind of boring to me Mm -hmm. um and yeah there wasn't the kills were just kind of lackluster like i thought it was gonna be that first scene really ghost shipped me where it was like i thought it was gonna be so great and then it kind of let me down towards the end so absolutely even the strip club scene like oh there's gonna be there's a bunch of people in here he's gonna dispatch them and make it all crazy and it's like nothing it's like so comically stupid yeah Yeah. it's like uh okay whatever Mm -hmm. 
can we just get me out of this fucking movie? Like, you're kind of just <laughs> wanting it to end. I mean, the and, and then, like, the whole, like, uh, one of the big things is predicated on fucking curling, and they don't even know how to do it properly. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that they brought the broom out and the curling stones out, and then Aww. they're like, oh, okay, they get it. And then Bill Goldberg picks up the stone and uses the broom to wipe the bottom of the curling stone before. It's like, yeah, you guys don't fuck. You guys didn't understand curling either. <laughs> like, I barely even understand it, but I do understand what the broom is for. Yeah. Oh, so, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a Canadian gripe, I guess. That was another thing. Like, just even having curling in the film made me think, wait, made... is this supposed to be in Canada for some reason? I'm made... so confused. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> or I guess maybe angels are just Canadian for some reason. And they always play and, and curling. They... And they look like Robert Culp. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Alright. Well, uh... That was the decision this movie. Honestly, just turn it on TV to watch this. Just fucking, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Putting it on the list. <laughs> Dedicating I, I, an hour and 20 minutes of our lives to it. I get... That's I get on it. us. You Google... <laughs> Christmas horror movies that probably pops up somewhere, probably like 20th on the list. And then we're like, all right. <laughs> and then it's like, oh. Oh, boy. I think this might be the last year we do a holiday themed double feature. <laughs> but I can't yeah. promise that. Actually, no, because next year we have another one, but I swear it's better than this. <laughs> we we could do Violent Nights next year. Yeah, yeah I mean, that we could definitely do that. Um, even though I might argue that it's more of an action film. Um, ah, well, um, it, but it has gore though. That's the thing. Is it's like, yeah, it's an act. It, it's an action film, but it, it's got some fucking meaty ass gore to it here and there. So we, we got. Well, this is like a year down the road, but Anna and the and the Apocalypse and Rare Axe. Oh, and oh boy, there. actually, those are both really, really good. This yeah. is that's that's the making amends. So twenty twenty three. Holiday season is Tremble makes amends for the holiday season 2022. Let's hope That's the story here. Trump That's the story here. Well, hopefully, hopefully, and I don't care who gets offended at this. Hopefully, he's incarcerated or something really horrible has happened to him by that by the, this point. Fair. Oh yes, that would be a great Christmas gift to humanity. Absolutely, and I don't care who has a problem with that. Well, don't need you, you know? Yeah, fair. I do, I, I mean, <laughs> we've already got a set next year's schedule. I'm very excited. It's Yeah, it's, I, yeah. there's a lot of good shit. It's good, and there's some wild swings, and I'm all here for wild swings. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> Especially when it connects. Yeah, because, like, you know, we try to do double features, and, like, yeah, I, this is the first year where I put the the theme next to where and like i think um i think it might have been tanner who was saying like oh some of these themes are pretty great like there's some just <laughs> i'm looking at one right now where it says don't underestimate kids <laughs> 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 or or creatures from the sewer like just some are very specific and some are just oh i'm looking it's it's well that's that's all you get for teases that's yes funny. i love it I'm it's excited. gonna be good 2023. Yeah, hell yeah. And also, 
there's one movie on this list that I watched with my now girlfriend on our first date. So Oh nice. Sentimental value. She will not let me tell that in public that we watched this movie on our first date, but we did. Um but yeah. <laughs> Another tease. Um <laughs> all right. Um uh, Okay. Uh score. Uh how do you score a movie Gore? Like oh my god. Like, how do you score a movie like this? Like, I, you know, I'm just going to give it that first scene. I'm just going to rip the band-aid off for three of us, and I'm going to say two out of ten. The first scene commands enough that you're like, oh, okay, cool. But it then it, it, it's a sharp-ass decline, and I think this is the lowest that I've scored anything since, like, Demon City, I think. Or Wicked City. I have to see if I gave Father's Day a lower score than this. I might have, but... Because that's yeah. really the thing. This is better than Father's Day. Okay. Well, I gave Father's Day 3 out of 10. So, I'm going to give this 4 out of 10. Because in my mind, it's still better than Father's Day. And I will say that opening scene was pretty great. Chris Kattan bumped it up at least a good solid <laughs> The the decline the Catan bump. I feel really bad <laughs> if the creators of Father's Day are listening to this podcast because I rag on that movie probably at least once a month. Like, <laughs> it's traumatized that badly though, right? It's, like it's, it 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 so like ruined bad. your life. I think like a listener email they're like, oh you should do a revisit of that. I'm like, nope, nope, no, no. In the are you trying? Is this my enemy emailing me? Yeah. <laughs> do you hate me yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry but that movie is is staying in the garbage bin forever yeah i don't think i need to see it no. i'm i'm pretty good i think i'm good i think i give this movie a six out of ten on letterbox because i i ranked it a three out of five Okay. But I definitely think that's too high. Although I don't know if I would go as low as you guys. I might I might stick it out of five just because I I have a soft spot for schlock. Um, <laughs> and and even though this movie got disappointing in the last half, I was kind of in it. I was into it for like at least the first half, and then it got boring, and I was like, I don't care about anyone. I mean, so, you know, maybe I'll go like five out of ten. To be fair, this movie is like an hour and 17 minutes, so it realizes... It doesn't have a lot of time to keep your attention. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> just wrap it up, guys. Like, we got an hour yeah. and 17 minutes before they start checking out and doing other stuff. So, I, it, it, I, it, yeah, it definitely dragged. It definitely felt a little longer than that towards the end of it. But, you know, I appreciate what it tried to do. I mean, well, yeah. it, it truly is the Christmas season because you guys are generous with this movie. <laughs> generous. Like I'm saying, I this, mean, is, this is still better than Father's Day. <laughs> that's like that's like your life raft that you're holding to in this one like you're that. just like yeah it was better than that movie that i hated so much it it's better than the worst it, movie like killed a part of my soul it it didn't kill any parts of my soul so 
It's it can't be all that bad, it's right? It's still better than the worst movie I've ever seen for this podcast. So, <laughs> I I will say my experience of this movie is pro- I have a bit of bias because when I was watching it, my husband came out and went, "Is that fucking Goldberg?" And that just made me that I I lost it at that point. So I, I might be slightly biased because of my experience while watching this movie as well. I think the real job of this podcast is when we get the occasional nuggets of like takes from your husband. Where he's just like, yeah. Like, Goldberg, what are you watching? He he doesn't watch a lot of horror movies with me, but the the ones that he does seem to catch are just balls to the wall. Like I'm pretty sure uh, he also saw me watching uh, Wicked City when we watched it and was just like, "What the fuck are you are you watching some weird hentai for this podcast right now?" <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, it's his takes yes. are always pretty will, good. Yes, we the, are. I will take the L on that one because that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my soul killer. I'll take the L on that one. I was like, you know what? It's an animated horror movie. It was an experience. That's for sure. That's the last time we'll ever do animated horror ever again. Sorry. <laughs> There's maybe it's a- sad too. It's sad too. Cause we could have done mad God. We could have. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I actually just watched it recently. Well, could you say Prince um, of Mononoke is horror? Probably. I don't know. Mm, might be a I said sp- spirited away more. We should do a, um, a Ghibli double feature one of these days. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. I'd be down for that. Probably not a horror movie, but I just love Ghibli in general. So, uh, all right, well, cool. Well, we survived Santa's sleigh. We um, did. <laughs> Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Steeble Dead. Uh, I believe I'm, I'm at the same on uh, Letterboxd, uh, which is honestly my favorite um, of the uh, social medias. Uh, I'm on the Shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursdays at 11 p.m. Pacific time, uh, and my website SteveStebbing.ca. I also wanted to take a quick moment um, and acknowledge everything that sadly happened at Shutter. Uh, as we record it this week yeah um just massive layoffs massive cuts to uh at amc and everything and shutter was sadly under that axe including craig endler uh who is amazing mm-hmm. um and um yeah it's just i i, I don't know what's going to happen to the service now um it still exists as far as I could watch one of the movies that we covered uh, for this recording session. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the future is going into 2023. So it's uh, it's very upsetting, um, especially yeah. for horror fans everywhere. I, I do want to be optimistic that, at least this is my take on it. There is AMC Plus, which kind of acts a little bit like um, Amazon Prime, where they have different channels and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that AMC Plus keeps like Shutter as some kind of like channel add-on or something, which would still suck. But I would, I would do it if it meant I get to keep Joe Bob in my life. I will do it. Um, yeah, for sure. Because I'll be honest, most times I don't use Shutter. I, I mean, I know we have a, a code for that, but I mean, I don't use Shutter unless it's Joe Bob or I'm watching a movie for this podcast most times. Um, so yeah, maybe that's why. If they got laid off. They were like, Kurt's only watching for Joe Bob and for his podcast, and that's it. So. <laughs> if Shutter shuts down, we'll have to have a, a moment of silence on the podcast. In Absolutely. Time. I mean, especially like, I mean, as far as 
our involvement at this podcast being tied to it, tied to them and grateful for it. So yeah, 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 it sucks. It really does. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've given us free accounts for like, oh gosh, the longest time. That's like been great. Like, you know, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a shitty situation for them. And, uh, absolutely. I, I would imagine that AMC is going to be smart enough to realize that there's enough of a base there to do something. Again, maybe I I have a feeling it'll be probably tied to AMC Plus, which I don't think we have here in Canada, but I think they might change that since obviously Shutter is available in Canada, but we'll see. I, I I'm not quite doom and gloom yet on that, but I'm like, we'll see, because I could. Yeah. Yeah. I think alternatively I mean, I guess if Shutter shuts down, I don't know what Amazon will do because maybe because Amazon currently has a Shutter channel, I believe as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, it mm-hmm. could just be that they just turned it into a channel that you just get through whatever other service. But the only yeah. thing that sucks about that is like Shutter has the live service, and that's where I watch Joe Bob. Not to get into like too much of like this is what I do with Shutter, but like mm-hmm. I I usually will watch Joe Bob on the live channel on Shutter and. If you use like the Amazon Prime uh, add-on, it doesn't have that live service, and I would doubt that most of those that carry it forward into a channel would keep that. I don't know. Right. That's part, that's part of the charm. So. Yeah. Anyways, don't get too too serious, but we did get serious. That's serious. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I just wanted to give a shout out to Shutter. Yeah. We should have Craig Angler on this podcast. I think that would be. That'd be amazing. That'd be really cool. I'd. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Um cool. Well Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? I hang out on Instagram and sometimes on Twitch under the username Techronomicon. I'm on Letterboxd as well under the username Circeanic, and I have a blog that uh if I do anything else notice notable on the internet I'll post about there. Um Circeanic.home.blog. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Film Critic Kurt. I still hang out there, even though Elon Musk owns it. Uh, whatever. Uh, I so far <laughs> just hang out there. Uh, I'm on Letterboxd, Fatal Koala, where I am dying, capital D dying, to share my thoughts on Babylon. Uh, might just be my favorite movie of the year. I, I have constant debates internally as to whether Top Gun Maverick or Babylon are my favorite movie of the year, but... Babylon is amazing. Uh, it comes out on the 23rd. Go watch it. That's my review. Um, yeah. Oh, and then I'm also on some radio uh, channels as well. I'm on 630 Ched out of Edmonton on occasion. Uh, I'm also on uh, 980 CKNW uh, with uh, Mike Smith on occasion. Mike loves to have me on, and uh, we should talk about some fun stuff. So. Uh, yeah, check those out. I'm usually a lot more composed on there than I am on here. Here's a little more loose because Steve knows this, but when you're on radio, you've got like a short amount of time to just be concise yeah. with your thoughts. Yeah. And then I come on the podcast I, and I'm like, I can ramble for five minutes about Chris Kattan. Exactly. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like I, you know, both of us, I figured this week are going to give up three hours and 10 minutes of our lives to James Cameron. But when we are able to talk about it on the radio, we'll get about two to three minutes to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I could talk for like 30 minutes about Babylon, but I don't have the time. 
on radio. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, next episode is going to be about a movie that I love a lot more than Satin Slate. That's The Day of the Beast. Until next time, everybody. Bye for now.